are listening to Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 101 with my guest today, Corey, from the band Decidia. So Decidia are a band from Adelaide, Australia. So they've got a great new album out called Costly Signals, which you can check out in the links in the show notes. Plus, you'll be able to hear parts of the album throughout today's interview with Corey, where we talk about the album, plus how he's dealing with the, the lockdown at the moment. Now, I must apologise for my delay in getting these podcasts out, but I have been flat out at the moment doing these different collaboration videos with different musicians from around the world. Plus, I have a, a special one coming out this week with the healthcare workers, so a lot of doctors and nurses singing We Are The Champions. So again, check out the links in the show notes for my collaboration videos, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's go over to interview now with Corey from Decidia. Hello. Why is it Corey? Yep, sure is. Yeah, it's uh, Adam Roach here. Oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, just uh, stuck in the house. Yep, yep, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the lockdown. Yeah, that's it. So you're in Adelaide, aren't you? Yeah, sure am. Yeah, in Adelaide. So what are you doing to keep your days busy? Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty much just uh, doing some lessons from home, you know, like sort of Skype or Zoom. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, just starting to probably get some um, demos in, in progress as well for, you know, kind of new stuff and song ideas and things like that. Excellent. Yeah, just uh, make make good use of the time, really. Yeah, plenty of practice and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much doing the same. Yeah, just doing all the Skype lessons, just working out well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's a really good sort of like out, uh, outlet for it, you know. So I think it's saved a lot of like uh, music teachers out there like during this thing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really good thing. Oh, a it good, is a uh, good good kind of like a silver silver lining out of it. Um, yeah, that that can keep some work going. So it's great. Yeah, it's right. I mean, I got you know, a lot of friends that just do gigs full time, and you know they're, they're stuck. So it's good having the teaching there as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about the new album if we can, the Costly Signal. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. No, I must say, yeah, I heard it, heard it yesterday. It sounds great, fantastic. Oh, thanks, man. No, yeah, no worries. Cheers. Yeah, glad glad you liked it. Yeah. So, how long did it take you guys to record this one? Uh, I mean, it, we we started it probably uh, maybe about a year before the release date. So, like, it was it was sort of spread out um, yep. a little bit. But we we started with the drums um, and got that done, and then. Uh, we pretty much like did a whole lot of pre-proing with with some of those drum tracks plus some other demo ones like we already had and we just kind of kept pre-proing and um yeah getting getting tracks going on our end um and yeah we uh, probably ended up doing vocals uh towards kind of like the middle of uh middle of last year rest of the guitars and bass and yeah keyboards we did in portions as well because uh dimitri our keyboard player lives in melbourne so he came over and tracked a few tracks um with with me and then you know went over for a few weeks again and then came back again and did a few more tracks and so yeah we it was kind of in drips and drabs but we we got there in the end yeah so it was a lot of written sorry a lot of it written before you went into the studio uh, yeah, actually, like pretty much all of it was written, like almost all of it entirely. Like uh, some of the stuff we were doing in pre-prose was like uh, more arrangements and um, maybe uh, coming up with some like sort of like uh, last vocal melodies or patterns and things like that. Um, but pretty much as far as like the instrumental stuff and the structure of everything, that was uh, it was all pretty much fully written before we started uh, recording. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you guys go about the writing the songs? Is it just like a, a band collaboration or a couple of you guys do it? Generally speaking, it'll be like Neil or myself who'll come up with a song structure yep. and then we kind of like all jam it and like, you know, start adding bits onto it. So 
um, it sort of like starts off more individual and then end, ends up being a lot more of like a band, you know, band process by the time we're all jamming it together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, going. I actually had an interview last week with um, the band Devilskin. Do you know Devilskin from New Zealand? Yep, De- Devilskin. Yep. Yeah, they actually reminded a bit like you guys as far as with the vocals, like the, they got the female lead singer, but she does. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, you know, she's doing the growl plus the uh, the vocal melodies as well, which um, I noticed with you guys, you got the same thing with Mitch, which works really well. Yeah, right. Yeah, I actually um, I need to I need to check those guys out. I haven't, I haven't heard them before, so that, that is, that's awesome to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we, we we really like that sort of um I guess more sort of versatile sort of uh, range and um yeah Mitch Mitch has always had like a you know like absolutely like killer set of um pipes on him so <laughs> it's yeah. always like why not utilize that and um, yeah you know get really creative. Yeah, it just amazes me, like especially with Jenny from Devilskin and, and Mitch as well. But both got amazing voices. You know, um, they could be in a, an opera or something. You know, <laughs> and then they come out with this growl. It's like, wow, where'd that come from? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like there's uh, two two people in the vocal booth. It does. Like if, if I would have heard that you know, on an album, you think there would be two singers, but um, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, it's it's, it's pretty cool. To, uh, yeah, to have that sort of versatility at hand. You know, um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, it just makes the writing progress even even more interesting. And yeah, um, yeah, you you can kind of just carve yourself some different paths. Like you might not have um, you know, you might not have like arranged certain riffs or uh, you know parts of the songs like in that way if you didn't think the the vocal style could do that sort of you know style that could accompany it. So it gives us more of an ability to do that sort of progressive sound when someone's got that versatility um, as the front person. Yeah, 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 that's right. I mean, a good example is in the, the song, is it the, the Gutted Stag? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yep. that, that really shows the two yep. different sides of his vocals. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's really got some sort of like dynamic sections <laughs> for sure. And that, yeah, like the pre, pre-chorus has got that um, sort of like a super clean sort of melody and same with the outro. But yeah, he definitely brings out some really, really awesome, uh, yeah, really awesome harsh stuff in that as well. Another great song with your guitar playing was Arrival. I know it's that one, a lot of different parts to it and it's more like a ballad rock type thing, but the, the ideas and everything you guys come up with is really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked with, uh, with with how that piece came out and uh, Victor, who was mixing it, um, yeah, he he was he was really happy like with, with how his mix went with it as well and we, we were super pleased how it came out. So, yeah, I mean, such an awesome song. Neil Neil was the main writer in that one. He he wrote the majority of it, and um, really awesome arrangements on on his end from that. So, sounded sort of exceeded like expectations, I guess. Once once the final mix was um was done with it, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, stoked on that. So, have you guys actually rehearsed this album live yet? Uh, we've been playing some of the songs, maybe about like two, two, maybe even three of them. We've we've done live, I think, at this point. We've done a few of them. I guess they're, they've kind of been in their sort of demo formats, like a little bit as we've been performing them live. So some of them we've like, we demoed out live maybe even a, a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, but I think like vocal parts were different and maybe structures were slightly different as well as the songs. So it's sort of like um, I guess they've kind of uh, changed as as, um, as as the time's gone on. And um, but now now that we've got the sort sort of you know full arrangements done for the album, um, yeah, we'll just be playing to to that now for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. 
and incorporating almost as, as many of the songs live as we can when when you know shows are back on the uh, shows are back on the sort of chalkboard and we can we can finally get out there and, and play another tour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the tricky part now is just the weight game, isn't it? Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's a lot of like isolated practice for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, I want to ask about the the song an obvious antidote with the is that a nylon string you're playing on that one? Yeah, yeah. So that's like a kind of I guess like a sort of um when I when I came up on classical uh, guitar a little bit more. Yeah, I guess sort of more finger picking nylon string sort of idea from from the beginning. Yeah. So did you study classical guitar? Yeah, I did a did a bachelor's at um Adelaide Uni in, in performance. Yeah, that was that was sort of like my my thing. I guess like I wanted to I wanted to study something and um. Yeah, guitar was where, where my main passion was at, and it was kind of like doing jazz or classical. And uh, yep. I, I just felt like classical would be a really cool, different sort of thing to take on, and the, the theory would be heaps interesting from it, and all, all those sort of aspects. So, yeah, like I really like being able to utilize some of that um, within the band. Like it's a bit sparse, like it's probably not used in every single track, but um, yep. yeah, like in, in Arrival, at the, towards the end of it, we uh, layered it up with um, quite a bit of like finger picking there, and um, yeah, same, same thing with the uh, obvious answer. It's really like a different type of instrument. Yeah, you got the rock guitar and classical. It's like two different type, two different things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, they they still kind of almost feel like two different instruments as well. Like if I um if I don't practice that one for you know a, a week or two, like it, it you know I kind of feel it. But the uh, yeah, so I've been playing electric guitar, that'll feel fine. Yeah, so, yeah, it is it is weird how they separate out quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, yeah, it's great for the uh, the theory and you know just your yeah, techniques in general, and, and then incorporating it into the, the rock as well, like. I guess Malmsteen did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, I mean, like, yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of like, you know, Malmsteen, um, especially like his earlier albums and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, really, really dig that sort of style of solo and yeah, like the kind of classical arrangements and yeah, so it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, and then actually, then you go into the songs uh, "Good Grief," which is my, I notice is more of a like got that solo section where you guys really do solos, more like a, a jazzier type thing, I guess. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, like I guess it's sort of like the epic on on the album. I guess if there's if there is an epic, like a like I think it's just a bit over ten minutes long. So I guess we tried to be as dynamic as possible within within that song as well. So yeah, a, a, str- a strong amount of dynamics within the arrangement. So bring on really as as heavy as we can and and, and as tight sounding as we can within the sort of more aggressive parts. And yeah, then come down low and um, real really give really give a different vibe during during the center. So. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was a whole lot of fun, but it took quite a while while to write. That was probably one of the most group orientated uh, written songs. I think I think that we've uh, that we've done on the album. Yeah, that I mean that'll probably be another great song live as well. Yeah, I mean I'd like love to play that one out live. So um, we we had a kind of set list organised for some shows that were originally locked in, um, you know, in the coming months. But um, <laughs> mm. yeah, we we didn't originally have good grief on it, but maybe uh, when we do like plays and shows, maybe you know, at the end of the year or start of the next year, or who knows, um, yeah, hopefully we can get that one in there. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> now, now, is that a live brass section? Is it a trumpet solo on there? Or is that a keyboard? Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a proper, like, um, trumpet. Yeah, that was, like, a, a good friend of Neil's um, who actually performed that, yeah, trumpet part. And yeah, he did, he did an absolute brilliant, yeah. br- brilliant job on it, yeah. Yeah, that no, sounded um, great. Yeah, well, we we ended up kind of getting him in and doing I think it was like two or three different takes, and he just 
we just kind of maybe suggested a few sort of, you know, notes or like, you know, kind of outlined the chords that were, were going on in the background and, yeah, suggested a bit of a feel and he just kind of did his thing and, yeah, nailed it. Just did, did a few different takes that were really awesome and improv and, yeah, yeah. Worked, out, worked out really cool. I think it turned out to be um, a, a really awesome addition. It was like one of the kind of like last things we ended up getting done on the album and, uh, yeah, it was kind of like getting towards mixing deadlines and, Managed to like really sneak that one in, and um, yeah, I'm I'm super glad we got it in. It like really ties the song together for me. The other really good one with the solos is that Hope's remorseful retreat. Yeah, I guess like that one's got a little bit more of a kind of jam jam vibe to it towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, with the solos. Actually, I noticed even now uh, Mitch's vocals in this one was really good. It's probably the standout for me on this album for his vocals anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I think Mitch was saying like um, that, that was one of his kind of favourite songs uh, at the moment. Like, um, yeah, I, I think we left, we, we intentionally when writing that one just left a whole lot of room for vocals. So yep. yeah, I, I, I think I ended up coming up with kind of like the bulk of the, the sort of intro and uh, verse and kind of chorus progressions and yeah, just as I decided to kind of like, you know, add, add a little bit of melody in there, but kind of keep it, um, keep it pretty low key and, and just keep a lot of room. So yeah, Mitch could have a really sort of like dynamic and, and a lot of room to move realistically. Um, I think that's, that's a sort of a thing that we're sort of um, trying to do more in terms of writing style is, yep. is if we're, if we are writing something without a vocal melody to begin with, maybe just leaving a little bit more room and kind of um, having, having a more compromised arrangement to yeah, really let Mitch rip in certain areas and stuff like that. It, it can be kind of hard if we hand him something like chop a block full of <laughs> yeah. full of heaps of different notes and, you know, maybe, maybe can be a bit uh, limiting. Um, so, yeah, well, that, that one I think turned out to be really good for that reason. It just gave him plenty of room um, to do his thing. You guys been what together is it 10 years been together now yeah yeah pretty much it's, it's crazy to think that we were pretty laid back and jammy for the first couple but um and then a quite different lineup now but mm. uh yeah but yeah it's, it's been a pretty much 10 years now so it's, it's yeah nuts to think that yeah <laughs> and, and it feels like five or something yeah it's it and you always had a vocalist even right, right from the start uh yeah well i mean uh mitch was uh like first and only vocalist that we've had and yeah. we, we always it was always our intention to have vocals but we, we didn't for quite some time yeah in the beginning it was like myself uh, my first drummer jesse and first keyboard player uh nathan and we we it was just us three jamming for quite a while yeah. um and then and then neil um got involved like not long after okay um and then yeah we ended up like well mitch and i actually met at uni because he was doing uh his uh his classical voice um, degree as well so oh, right. yeah we, we we met there and um yeah we i kind of actually met neil as well because he was doing his uh, jazz degree in bass so we all kind of met and uh managed to fo- like finally form the five piece but it probably took us like i think two years or two and a half years to get to the point where we had a full lineup so yeah it took, took quite a while so the first the first ep and first couple of uh, eps realistically were written like a whole lot of it was written in bulk without vocals, um, yep. but always kind of intention to leave leave room for vocals. Yeah, no, I was going to say you could actually 
you, know, you could hear some of the, the riffs and everything. You could picture it as an instrumental song, but uh, you know, what Mitch does over the top, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's great. Yeah, I think um, we're, we're just like, uh, well, I'm totally blown away with his, like, with his uh, performance and everything on this recording. So, well, well, like everyone realistically on this album just, just work really hard at um, refining their parts. And um, it, it especially shows with uh, yeah, Mitch's vocal performance. He just did a yeah, perfect job on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all you guys did, even like, yeah, Neil, I think it was at Good Grief, where he's got that slap intro bass. Yeah, he absolutely, um, yeah, he, he nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, it's awesome. It's like, um, yeah, something that we kind of like, uh, just like, I think he kind of jammed it and came up with it. Yeah, of course, being um, the bassist, but like, yeah, so he, he improved that out and, yeah, it was like kind of a bizarre thing to have like a slap intro at the start of the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at first when we were jamming it, but it, it just like, it just stuck and, and yeah, it became kind of, I don't know, more, more sort of catchy and, and we loved it more as time went on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we kept it. No, I mean, it's great. I mean, you really got, you know, a bit of everything on this album. You, you know, you got the, more of the, like the, the ballad with the pianos and everything and you got the, the rock, you got the, the nylon, you got the slap bass. What more could you ask for? Yeah, I uh, like yeah, well, thanks, man. Yeah, um, we're just uh, stoked we kind of like make that whole album flow. Um, I think about like three quarters of the way through writing it, we're like, oh, is, is every song gonna kind of like match each other enough to kind of uh, flow on an album? Yeah. So, um, and and yeah, I think like we're, we're pretty happy with like the the kind of order of it and um, how everything sort of ended up gelling together. I think I think a huge part of that again was like Victor's mixing. Yeah, he he did, he did just a really great job of just tying everything together and. Um, yeah, we had like great correspondence with him. Like, you know, he was he was super punctual with everything, and um, yeah, just awesome, awesome to deal with. So. Can we just talk about just a bit about yourself, like how you got into guitar playing. Yeah, sure thing. So uh, I I started I, I guess relatively young. Like I started in primary school. When, when I was about 10 years old. And um, yeah, I, I was just always into kind of, I guess, music, um, all, all sorts of music um, when I was when I was little. And yeah, just was kind of like more into the kind of rock stuff and punk stuff. And uh, yeah, decided to take up guitar. Um, and I, I was pretty terrible for, I don't know, three or four years or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then started practicing more when I got into high school. Uh, yeah, like um, started off pretty pretty early, and my my brother was just like you know uh, into, into lots of different music, but he didn't really uh, play an instrument. Um, and he just showed me heaps of heaps of music, uh, you know, on the internet, like uh, you know back back when we were growing up. And so he showed me stuff like Malmsteen, and uh, yeah, he uh, showed me yeah Dream Theater and Children of Bodom and, and a bunch of other kind of metal bands yeah. and uh, yeah System of a Down and stuff like that. So I, I grew up listening to a whole lot of that, and then um, a bunch of stuff like Led Zeppelin and yeah, Jess Rotel, stuff like that um, from yeah. my dad. So, okay. yeah, a whole bunch of kind of different influences growing up, really. And, yeah, lots of, lots of good stuff to fuel guitar playing. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you started with the classical, how, what age were you when you started classical? Uh, I actually started classical, yeah, about five years into guitar playing or so. So I think I started when I was 15. Yep. Yeah, so I started off mostly with electric and, uh, yeah, pretty much just decided to go classical when I realised that kind of fork in the road when it came to you know, tertiary education or whatever um, when it came to music at the time. I mean, now they've got the contemporary courses and all that sort of stuff that you can do with degrees. But yeah, yeah it was it was mostly that sort of split between the uh, yeah jazz course and the classical course. And so, yeah, I, I thought arrangement-wise and just where my music taste was, was kind of at, um, I, I leaned more towards the classical stuff, even, even though these days I'm, I'm super into like my jazz fusion and 
yeah, love the juggier side of things. But uh, yeah, classical felt felt to me more more like the path I wanted to take. So yeah, it was about maybe yeah, fifteen, maybe even fourteen, and um, just started getting lessons from a from a guy outside of um outside of school, and it, mm. it was a it was it was a really good introduction into music theory and things like that. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Like prior to classical, had you done much theory and note reading? Yeah, so I mean, um, my my whole degree was pretty much just like a, a giant sight reading course. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like really threw me into lots of lots of uh, sight reading and lots of notation. So that that, that was uh, it was painful at the time, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but it, it it's actually super super useful now. So um, it really helps when it comes to. Um, things like yeah, arranging stuff for bands, or uh, or or it just comes to like my own practice and playing, and definitely helps when it comes to teaching. Uh, so so yeah, it, it, it's one of those skills I'm super super grateful to yeah have, have able to um, learn over the years. And so you've been teaching for a while as well. Yeah, I've been been teaching pretty much since I was uh like even a little bit before I started going to uni. So um I just started uh, teaching just out of out of um yeah my parents' house when I was in uh, year eleven and. Yeah. Just started teaching like pretty much um, throughout uni a lot more. Um, I, I was teaching in an academy, well, uh, institute called Army um, in in the CBD in in Adelaide, and now I pretty much just teach uh, privately uh, with my own with my own uh, business. It's just myself, and yep. yeah, just just do. Uh, well, now nowadays I, I do a hundred percent video lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know, a, a couple of months ago it was mostly in person, and um, yeah, uh, a, a few online. <laughs> I was going to say, so you had done some online like Skype lessons prior to all this craziness? Yeah, um, I, I had a student uh, in Brisbane um, for quite a while because he, he started living in Adelaide originally and we were doing in-person lessons. And um, yeah, then he ended up moving to Brisbane. So I was doing, um, yeah, regular lessons with him and uh, yeah, yeah doing doing lessons with a couple of people from Melbourne as well over the years. So like, I had had trips and drabs of teaching through video. Uh, yep. But I mean... Generally, it's not not as preferred for, for most people, but it, it definitely helps the state and people that are just impossible to kind of get to. And um, yeah, definitely now with all the uh, isolation um, yeah. stuff related to COVID yeah. <laughs> stuff, yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. So um, yeah, it's the, it's the only way to go now. So I've got a couple of students now that uh, with um, with Zoom, like, you know, I'll just record the session for them and then they have that as their notes. Yeah. Uh, so they they just go back and look at that. Um, I re- I really found actually a, a quite an easy part of it as well as like the screen sharing. So yeah, yeah. Um, that that's a good feature to just utilize because I'll often do stuff like you know transcribe or, or use tabs and yep. um, sheet music through Guitar Pro uh, or, or just other PDFs that I've got. So um, yeah, a lot of the time you know you can just go into that screen share mode and and, and it makes things nice and easy, really. going to work on keeping busy um over over this period of time while we aren't able to play shows so we're we're going to be working on um pretty much getting shows booked like as soon as things are sort of you know as as soon as things evolve for for that to be a possibility um but but until then we're realistically just going to plan to yeah write demo um get some good sort of content going for youtube like uh, playthroughs so lately i'm just uh recorded a bunch of playthroughs yesterday uh, so yeah, we're in the process of like you know getting those edited and um, 
you know, mixed and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, I'll get some guitar playthroughs done in the coming weeks as well. Excellent. Uh, yeah, while, while there's uh, extra time um, on our hands, essentially. So, yeah, and I mean, um, if, if anyone wants to um, support us through any merch or anything like that, we've got a band camp with, like, shirts and hoodies and, uh, yeah, vinyls and um, CDs. So, because, yep. yeah, we've got, a, we've got a bunch that we'll uh, bring out to tour with us when we can next. Um, <laughs> but mm. for now, we'll just uh, have to post everything out anyway. So, yep. yeah, feel, feel free if, uh, if anyone wants to support us in any way, just, yeah, head to the band camp as well. Yep, excellent. Yeah, like I said, I'll put the links on so people can click straight onto it. Hopefully get a few people getting the album from there and other merchandise. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a central message if you yeah, if you heard this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That'd be good. Um, so besides <laughs> Dimitri being in Melbourne, all, all the other guys in Adelaide? Uh, yeah, everyone else is in Adelaide, so everyone's Adelaide-based. Dimitri, Dimitri's the one guy who's, uh, who's living over in Melbourne, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he flies over every couple of months or something like that, and um yeah, we'll get a jam in and uh, yeah, do some recording and things like that. So we, I guess, we just keep our like sort of um, practices as like quality over quantity as possible. Yeah, try and make the most of his time when he's down. Yeah, that's right. Well, hopefully, after all this is done. We can see you guys back in Melbourne doing some gigs. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I, I think like we love going to Melbourne because yeah, we got we got mates, and I think it's our probably like uh, our most regular spot to play yeah. on that side of Adelaide. So yeah, we'd we'd love to head back down to Melbourne um, whenever whenever possible and uh, yeah. yeah, play some play some shows. We've we've got someone who's kind of like looking out for you know booking us who who booked a tour for us already. But yeah, that that got canned. So like as as soon as it's uh, a possibility, yeah, we'll we'll have some shows booked in Melbourne. <laughs> no, excellent. I'll definitely be there and I'll hopefully meet you in person. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll have a beer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well, thanks very much for your time, Corey. I really appreciate this. And um. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, really appreciate it. It was, it was awesome chatting to you, man. Yeah, no worries. I'll hopefully, I'll catch up with you real soon. Yeah, catch you, yeah. mate. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.